0: Now, you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And pride bets with my man, Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now, wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense, and you sound silly as hell. Good morning. 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 Good people last damn day of august today is august 31st 2022 y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with ray g and i am thankful y'all are here rocking with me today oh gq looks a little fuzzy what's going on what's going on i'm I'm too i'm too wired i'm a little fuzzy let's clear up no still a little fuzzy still a little fuzzy i think we're gonna get better i still look like shit we'll fix it up in a second but how y'all doing this morning good to see y'all Oh, GQ was running the show solo today. J Rich quit. He's a quitter. Make sure you get on his ass. He quit. He said, I'm not doing college, Ray. I don't know what's going on. I have to come on here and BS and act like I know what's going on. So I'm going to just kick it to you. He quit. Uh, so it's, it's me solo today, but we're going to have a damn good show. Oh, look at him. He's in the building. He quit. He's in the building, he quit, but here he is, man. Now, Jay Rich has a day off. He's got the day off today. He'll be back on Friday uh, with Elliot Chris for a QA. and a so make sure y'all are here. Uh, tapped in with Jay Rich on Friday and, and EC, because uh, it's going to be a good show. I'll be out of town, I'll be in Mexico, uh, trying to do this vacation thing again. So you'll have some fun uh, with Jay Rich and EC. Who we got in the building? Jay Peter's in the building. Patrick, John, Cam Ward, Truther. Yo, I see this guy. All over YouTube. Cam Ward Truther. Shout out to Cam Ward Truther. What's up, Joe? How you doing, my girl Patrick in the building. Jay Rich here. Cole World. Mike A in the building. Addison. We got the we got the wake up crew in the building. James in the building. Fizzle. Ty. Alex. Uh, who else we got? I think I think I saw Matt Bruning. Bruning in the building. Football day. College football, baby. Yes, yes. And we're gonna talk college football today. We're going to talk about some of the big matchups. We're going to talk about some of the players that you should be paying attention to. Players that are going to be dynasty relevant, man. Like, I'm not going to get on here and tell you to watch Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. That should be self-explanatory, right? Like, yeah, watch Bryce Young, watch CJ Stroud, watch Bijan Robinson and Quinn Ewers. But who are some some of the other players that could boom, right? Some players that could be the next Elijah Mitchell, that can be the next Justin Jefferson. All that good shit. We're going to tap into all of that. But we do got some news that we I, I can't do it, y'all. Like, I'm too fuzzy. My camera's too good to be fuzzy. There we go. Now GQ is all cleared up a little bit. So we got to talk about it. But I want us to hear, you know, NFL roster cuts happened yesterday. Uh, Jalen Rager still has a job, so there's hope. There's hope for Reg. Reg made the 53 for now, uh, so there's still hope for Jalen Rager. But a lot of roster cuts yesterday. And I want to hear, there was some surprise, man, the 2021 Minnesota Vikings draft class, like the entire draft class, was cut. And you should have known when we heard this, that this player would be cut. Do you think you want to get a look at Mond next week? Not particularly. Mike, why don't you like get a look at him? I see him every day. (laughs) Oh, boy. Savage. Savage. Mike Zimmer talking about one Kellen Mond. Third-round pick out of Texas A&M was released. And um, just brutally honest evaluation from one Mike Zimmer. I see him every day, and he was cut. I mean, they cut him. Christian Dariusaw was the first-round pick. He got cut. Wyatt Davis was like the third or fourth-round pick. He was cut. Just a bad, bad, bad class by the Minnesota Vikings. And Mike Zimmer tried to tell us a long time ago that um, – you know, Kellen Mond was not it. Some other news, the Philadelphia Eagles continue to break the fans of the NFC East hearts by trading for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They gave up like a fifth-round fifth round pick or sixth-round pick to get him. They just continue to tool up. Philadelphia is a team I'm very concerned about. As a Dallas Cowboys fan, uh, the Eagles are making moves. They are pushing, and they're showing you how to do it when you've got a young, a young quarterback on a rookie deal, how you go all in. And right now, man, a lot of bettors are putting a lot of money on Philadelphia to potentially make it to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts to win MVP. I think the Eagles are set for a damn good season, man. That offensive line has been revamped. D-line is a problem. They're trying to find a linebacker. N'Kobe Dean looks good. Secondary with James Bradbury. You just add this cat along with big play Slay. The Eagles could be something, man. A.J. Brown set for liftoff this year. Very excited about A.J. Brown. Uh, The 49ers brought back Jimmy Garoppolo. So, yeah, the takes are takey on Twitter. I'm seeing a lot of people say this is bad for Trey Lance. This is Trey Lance's squad, man. They're going to give him a chance. They're going to give him an opportunity. Preseason was up and down, right? Practice reports off the charts. Limited preseason action. We didn't see much out of Trey Lance. We saw the big bomb to Danny Gray early on. But a little bit of mixed reviews with Trey Lance and his his production throughout the preseason. But people don't be crazy. I don't do. I do not think this is an indictment on Trey Lance. It seems weird, like just get rid of the dude. But you got to have insurance, right? They got Brock Purdy as the third quarterback. So I'm just I'm viewing this as a depth move. I'm not panicked on goddamn uh, Jimmy Garoppolo coming back. And some positive news, man. Positive news. Brian Robinson. I don't know if y'all saw the video. But B-Rob is back in the building, right? B-Rob is back in the building um, two days after. Well, now it's three days, but at the, at the time the tweet was posted, two days after being uh, a victim of a gunshot wound from an attempted robbery, Brian Robinson was back in the Washington commander's building. Now, I'll just say that's good for him, man. They're optimistic that he'll be back on the field sooner rather than later. But most importantly, it's just good to see that young man still breathing, right? In the building, doing what he loves, back in his commander's uniform. And he's going to be a guy, you know? Like things like this, he's gonna be a guy that organization forever loves, man. Like he's gonna get his opportunity, right? Whether that's this season, next season, they're gonna they're gonna give B Rob a shot, right? So uh, good for him to be back in the building. Uh, happy for him, man. Happy for him. He seems like he's gonna be a okay. Marlon Mack got his ass cut, and uh, I drafted me a lot of Marlon Mack. Yeah, over the summer. Oh, man, he's going to be the starter, right? Uh, he's going to be the starting running back. There's no way they're going to give it the Damian Pierce bullshit. Damian Pierce went out there and absolutely crushed the competition. And uh, if there was any confusion about who the RB1 in Houston is, it's Damian Pierce. And, you know, I was listening to my boys Mike and Adam. They had an AMA last night. Uh, shout out to 4D. Check, check, check out all the content on DD, man. Uh, but they were talking about Brees Hall or Damian Pierce for redraft. And, You know, we're so conditioned to think dynasty. You're like, oh, Brees Hall easy, but, uh, you know, we'll see, right? We'll see. I think it's a conversation, right? But Damian Pierce locked up that RB1 role, so if you were out there trading him for seconds, uh, bad on you. Shame on you. Don't be doing that. Don't be a coward. Don't trade everybody for seconds. It's coward talk. I'm going to get a shirt that just says cowards on it. If you're out there trading players who you know you'll be able to get a first from if you're just patient, just a little dynasty discipline, you'll be able to get that first. And now – There are people declining first-round picks for Damian Pierce. I would advise against that. If I were offered a first-round pick for Damian Pierce, I would 100% be trading him. Um, Any other big news? Trey White, cornerback from the Bills, he's on the pup. He's going to miss the first couple of weeks of the season. Baltimore brought in Kenyon Drake. What's that mean, right? Is Dobbins going to be all right? Is is, is this just insurance? Seems like he's probably going to be limited to start the season, but at some point— His workload will ramp up, but they did bring in Kenyon Drake. Gus Edwards, we already know he's not going to play early on. Uh, Tyler Beatty, Anja, and uh, there's another kid that they had. They apparently weren't very good because they got cut. Uh, But Kenyon Drake to Baltimore, so he's probably on waivers for a lot of y'all. Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake to start out. Just gross, 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 disgusting. But it is what it is, man. I don't think there were any other, like— Crazy signings! I saw that Lance McCutcheon made the Rams roster, and he's out there on waivers for everybody. Skylar Thompson made the Dolphins stop with Skylar Thompson over Tua. Sony Michelle got his ass cut. Alex Leatherwood gone, and Laviska Shenault was traded to the Panthers. And I see people having uh, uh, increased enthusiasm about LaVisca Shenault's outlook now. Stop, man! Just cut it out. It's over. It's over. There's 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 nothing there, man. He's just. It's interesting because he was a talented player coming out of Colorado, but again, a guy who wasn't really refined as a receiver, kind of like a like a bigger version and a less productive version of Rondell Moore, at least in their best college season, and they haven't been able to find a home for him. I thought they'd be able to work something out, but... Obviously, not. Now he's back in Carolina, and I just don't want any part of LaVisca Chenault. So, spare me with the, Lindsay v- La- the LaVisca Chenault breakout season uh, not happening. But college football this weekend. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what we're here to talk some college football. We got all the games kicking off. Shit. They start, what, tomorrow, actually? Uh, it's going to be a good day, man. We've got a lot of games on this weekend. Oklahoma State plays. Uh, Pittsburgh plays on Thursday, and I'm really excited about that Pittsburgh matchup. But let's just hit the big games, right? For everybody out there that may be a little new to the college football world, where should where are the big games? Where are the big dogs, the big studs? And it can't be a, a show, even when Jay Rich is not – no, Mike, no NBA news today. Uh, the WNBA games are on today. If you want me to talk about that, I can dive deep into the Connecticut Sun matchup against... Uh, I, I could dive deep into that if you want me to, Mike A. Just let me know. Uh, if you want to be a funny guy, we'll definitely have WNBA sponsored by Mike Anderson. So everybody knows it was Mike's fault... We dive deep into WNBA. Uh, But it can't be a a wake-up show without a misspelled name by one Jordan Richards, who is not here to to claim his mistake. But we got the Oregon Ducks going to play Georgia. Number 11, Oregon, led by Bo Nix right here. And number 3, Georgia, actually led by Stetson Bennett. But Stetson Bennett is not an NFL draft-caliber prospect, but they do have the beast, Brock Bowers, man. Probably... Probably one of the best tight ends in college football right now as a sophomore, as well as Eric Gilbert with an A, not an E. Thank you, Jordan, for this one. And Kendall Milton, one of the five-star recruits from uh, Georgia, who was a fan favorite a couple of years ago. Probably going to get his opportunity with Kenny McIntosh to play. And Troy Franklin, a really good wide receiver uh, from Oregon that you know, has a chance to blow up this year. So 11, Oregon versus number three, Georgia. Again, this is a big matchup, you know, two big time teams, A lot of eyes on this game. Very interested to see how they use all these tight ends. George has got three of them. They got Darnell Washington. They have Eric Gilbert and Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers is not draft eligible until 2024, so don't get excited about being able to draft Brock yet. You got to go through Eric Gilbert first, who uh, Brentley Wiseman from the Draft Network mocked him in the first round of his most recent 2023 NFL mock draft brought to you by TDN. And I think he's got the talent to be a first or second day, first round or second round pick. Ultra-athletic guy, was at LSU, left LSU, went to Georgia, played, didn't play. It was all kinds of shit going on with Eric Gilbert. But when we watch him this weekend, him in conjunction with Brock Bowers, it could be a fun little tandem to watch, man. So make sure you tap into Oregon versus Georgia. We also have this big, big slobber knocker of a game, two versus five, baby. C.J. Stroud and the... I, honestly, the it, the prospects to watch from this game should be just—J. Rich should have just made it like two-point font and just listed the entire Ohio State roster. But, of course, we'll, all eyes will be on C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Trevion Henderson, and Marvin Harrison Jr. from the Ohio State side. Uh, C.J. Stroud projected to be one of the, if not the, top quarterback prospect in the 2023 NFL draft class, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Some people say he's the best wide receiver in college football. He's on the field back to to continue his assault on the NCAA. Trevion Henderson, in my opinion, let me just say this. If I had to pick one running back, if you're just like, Ray, you get one cat. One cat that you could ride with for your dynasty rosters, the one that you think is going to be just special, special in the NFL, you got to choose between B. John Robinson and Trey Henderson is Trevion Henderson for me. And it is close. It's not that it's not close. But what that young man did as a true freshman at Ohio State after not playing his senior season of college football You just don't see that. You see all the Ohio State greats, Eddie George, Archie Griffin, Maurice Clarette come out saying he's going to be Ezekiel Elliott. He's going to be the best running back ever to come through Ohio State. And that's saying something, man. So Henderson, after not playing a season and then going out there and dominating college football, he gets a full offseason in the program, the confidence, Paris Johnson at tackle. Travion Henderson is that dude, man. Receiving production, boom, it's there. Uh, the rushing production, boom, it's there. The size, he's an absolute freak. If you have not watched him, please, please, please tap into Travion Anderson because he's an absolute dog. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., the son of the great Hall of Fame wide receiver Marvin Harrison, uh, ready to set ready to set the college football world on fire, and he's much different than his father, right? Marvin Harrison was like Devontae Smith, right? 5'11", foot, 175. Marvin Harrison Jr., 6'3", like two. 10, just an absolute freaking beast, man. And right now, a lot of Debbie leagues are drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. super high, uh, but it should be a great season for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And I actually have them uh, picked to win the national championship with CJ Stroud winning the Heisman Trophy this year. I think he's just, I don't think they're going to be able to stop, anybody's going to be able to stop them offensively. I just, I do not see it happening. Now on the other side of the ball, you see what some people call baby Gronk Uh, Michael Mayer, the big tight end out of Notre Dame, projected to be a first round pick. I've seen him as high as number seven overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars and a young potential stud quarterback in Tyler Buckner of Notre Dame. Man, he's 2024 draft eligible, got on the field a little bit last year. But the job is his, and uh, he's a mobile guy. He's got a big arm, so it's going to be interesting to see how this new look Notre Dame offense comes out there and competes against Ohio State. This is going to be uh, this is going to be a fun one, man. And Bruning is in the chat right now. Bruning, what say you? I'm saying Trevion Henderson. Over Bijan Robinson. I trust Matt Bruning, C2C. Make sure you check out Campus to Canton. Bruning, what is he? Is, 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 would you rather have Trey Henderson or Bijan Robinson? Talk to me, big dog. He said Marvin Harrison Jr. was clocked at 21 and a half miles per hour this year. Insane. Uh, we've got this one. This is probably the one I'm most intrigued about. And it's only these two players that I'm really looking out for. Cam Rising from Utah versus Anthony Richardson uh, at Florida. And Anthony Richardson is somebody that people say could be the number one quarterback selected. And we're going to talk about Anthony Richardson here in a second, as well as Cam Rising, no pun to the last name, but could be a big riser in college football this year. And we'll actually talk about him in a second. So I'm seeing people say one— 1,000% Thousand percent Henderson over Bijan bias aside, we got another one. Jay Rich said Big Hendo. Somebody said give me both. I, I want both too, but we can't. We probably can't get both, right? Stanley says Henderson. Uh, M Wheel twenty six says Henderson over Bijan. He's dope. Uh, Joe, we'll talk about Cam in a minute. We'll talk about Cam in a minute, Joe. I got you. I promise you. Let's get this last big game that we want to talk about, and this is the graphic Jay Rich gave me. Florida State uh, player to watch. LOL. And then uh, from the LSU side, Jane Daniels, Kayshawn Boutte. I didn't upgrade update the new graphic, but there's another name that we're going to talk about that we have to pay attention to: Florida State versus LSU. I, I mean, Florida State's got a couple of players, man, but I'm just I'm tapped into LSU. I want to see Kayshawn Boutte. I want to see Daniels. Uh, Jay, if if you're mad, if you're a Florida State fan, don't don't uh, don't blame me. This is all. Mr. Richards, who did this, not not me. Uh, we'll, uh, I, I'm see, <laughs> yeah, Jay Rich, yeah, he didn't. Don't don't blame him, man. This is this is just what he does. But let's tap into some players to watch. So we're gonna we're gonna do this. I'm gonna give you a list of eight players. I want y'all to take these names down. Make sure you have them locked and loaded, and make sure you check the box score at the end of the college football day on Saturday to see uh, where these players finish. So we're going to dive into the database, man. This is where I keep all my shit, right? This is where the patrons get. So we're going to take a look at uh, the college football watch list, players to watch. And I want to start out. With Sean Tucker. We're going to start out with Sean Tucker. He's the first person I have. He's the highest rated player on my watch list. Uh, Sean Tucker, running back out of Syracuse, 5'10, 210 pounds, to almost 21 years old. So just keep that in mind. He's almost 21 years old. Uh, and I just put in the game notes we want to see him continuous dominance versus a quality team. They've got Louisville this weekend. So it's going to be really fun. Uh, to watch Sean Tucker versus Louisville, and when you when you see Tucker, man, let's go here, let's go back here, and let's let's talk about Sean Tucker and what what people think about him right now. I currently have him as my RB3 in the class, right? I've got Sean Tucker as running back 3, after Bijan Robinson, after Jameer Gibbs. He's got track speed. He's had over, you know, 1400 rushing yards last year. You see 10.8 yards per attempt on perfectly blocked runs. He's got deep speed to be an absolute difference maker at the next level. My problem and issue with Sean Tucker is he plays for Syracuse, y'all. That's that's the and I know that seems like a lazy thing, but you start looking back on draft drafted Syracuse players over the last 50 years, man. And I think at the running back position, I'm not even bullshitting you. It's like uh, there's one guy, I think his last name is Davis, and it's like Jim Brown, man. It's like no Syracuse running backs. Like the NFL has not valued these guys. So I want Sean Tucker to come out the gate hard, hot, heavy, drop his 150 yards in week one, and set the momentum and the tone for the college football season because he's got everything that you're looking for. He can catch the ball. He's got the requisite size, and the speed is not an issue with Sean Tucker. So somebody that is the highest-rated player on my watch list to see what's going on is Sean Tucker uh, from Syracuse this weekend. So I I tell you these names because you're not going to sit down and watch Louisville-Syracuse. I highly doubt a lot of people out there are going to sit down and just watch that game, even though – Louisville has Malik Cunningham, Marshawn Ford, and some other guys that we should be paying attention to. The star of it is is 100% absolutely Sean Tucker. So make sure you're tapped in and paying attention to what Sean Tucker does, and we'll be following him throughout the college football season as well, so let's go back and look at the next player, Anthony Richardson. Right, no doubt, this is like the guy potentially QB one in this class. Richardson has a massive opportunity versus a damn good defense uh, in Week Two and could set the tone because after this week, Florida gets Will Levis at home, so it's going to be Will Levis versus Anthony Richardson. Six foot four, two hundred and thirty-two pounds. Man, uh, he is a Week One watch list player, no doubt through and through. And this is, like, this is the dude, man, Anthony Richardson. I'm going to be talking, and I just want you guys to just watch him and look at the the size. Look at how big his hands are, right? The, the football looks like a damn toy football, in his hands, he didn't do much of anything last year. I think he had four touchdowns, three interceptions, and 500 rushing yards. But you just see the natural ability that Anthony Richardson has. You see the the ball just jump off his hands. He is just an absolute tank of a human being that can go out there and probably run a four four a low four four forty yard dash. at six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds. He's insane, man. This is like the watchlist guy. It's him. Joe asked about Cam Rising. We'll talk about Cam Rising, but it's him and Cam Rising week one. Then you get Anthony Richardson versus Will Levison week two. You you cannot not be excited about what this—just look at him, man. He's just a physical specimen, freak of effing nature, man. I want him. If he's drafted inside the top ten, I would take him over C.J. Stroud, I would take him over Bryce Young. I would take him over Will Levis. That's how much I believe in this young man's talent and how excited I am to see his progression this season. Uh, Anthony Richardson, just an absolute stud amongst studs. Now, let's go to some lower-ranked players that we're going to watch. We're going to get into uh, some of my C-tier players. Jaden Reed. More people need to be talking about Jaden Reed, wide receiver out of Michigan State. Six foot 185. He transferred out of Western Illinois. I don't care how old he is. He's 22.3 years old, but he's got some talent and skill set that I think he's going to be. Just mark my words, he's going to be one of those risers, right? As we go through the process, people are going to be like, yo, who is Jaden Reed? This dude is dynamic. He can do it in the special teams game, and he can do it out wide. Jaden Reed is a stud, man. He's fast. He's smooth. Kind of reminds me of a little thicker version of Deontay Johnson besides being hurt every play. And Deontay Johnson is great, but we all know uh, every time Deontay Johnson gets tackled, the cart will come out. They will reel him to the back, and then they'll bring him back, and they'll score two more touchdowns. But he really gives me some Deontay Johnson type vibes, man. You know, you talk about Jahan Dotson last year, Jaden Reed. I know that we're doing some mocks right now. and Dynasty Barry just said it right here, my guy, Jaden Reed. Uh, Barry said he looked really good when he put him into his his model. It spit out Jaden Reed as a high high potential value guy. I think this is somebody that most casual Dynasty gamers have no clue who this player is. And you need to know Jaden Reed is a a very, very good football player, man. Very, very good football player. Who else we got that we need to talk about? Put on y'all's radar. Ah, my guy. This is my breakout guy, man. This is my breakout guy. Malik Neighbors. Malik Neighbors out of LSU is a player that I think is going to explode on the college football scene this fall. He is the number two wide receiver next to Kayshawn Boutte. He's super young, just turned 19 years old. He got to play some last year. Six foot, 190 pounds. Malik Neighbors. Just do a quick Twitter search on Malik Neighbors and look at all the hype. Look at all the buzz that Malik Neighbors is getting. Um, out of LSU. And I think this is going to be a season, man, where he really shows that once Kayshawn Boutte is gone, he's next up. The wide receiver one in a second-year Brian Kelly offense. You see the size, right? The size, the athleticism, the speed. He was a high four-star recruit. Malik Neighbors is that dude, man. So LSU, I believe they play Florida State on Monday. I think that's a Monday night game, or it's a Sunday night game. Maybe a Sunday night game. So if it's Monday, we'll definitely be able to talk about it before the game starts. But Malik Neighbors, this is the one. And here it is. Uh this is there goes Scott Connor in the building. The LSU trio of Boutte, neighbors and Jack Besh is fire. Yes. They are very, 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 very good, all three of those guys. Boutte is back. Neighbors is back. And, and Jay Rich said it's Sunday night, so yes, Sunday night. Tap in Sunday night. I believe it's the only game on the slate on Sunday night. Uh, but it's going to be fun, man. Malik Neighbors is a, is a damn good young player, and everybody out of Baton Rouge is excited about him, man. You look at LSU over the past couple of years, uh, they're putting talent in at the wide receiver position at the NFL. I know Terrace Marshall has not paid out, played out, you know, panned out the way that we like, but we saw Jefferson and Chase. We got Butte up next, and now we've got Malik Neighbor. So, yeah, Jay Peters says he looks big. They got him listed at 190. Look a little bigger than 190 to me, Jay, but they got him listed at 190 and he's he played last year so it's not like he's a guy that's coming out of nowhere that did absolutely nothing as a freshman like he played and he played pretty damn well man so pretty excited to see what Malik Neighbors could do on that LSU offense you know playing you know second fiddle or whatever you want to call it i mean it's bootay y'all like yeah he's he's that dude he's going to get every opportunity but Malik Neighbors is a damn dog now Let's go back and let's get to uh, somebody that Joe brought up earlier in the conversation, Cam Rising. I got him in this tier, D tier, and trust me, that's that's really not bad. Like if you look at the glossary of how I have these guys categorized, but Cam Rising, six foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds, right? Twenty one year old kid, and if you just want to see who he is, or you just want some highlights on Cam Rising and what he could do, and what he could become, and the skill set Look no further than the bowl game, the Rose Bowl game, versus Ohio State, where he literally single-handedly kept them into that game. And there he is, oh gosh, just just big-facing Noah Sewell, potential first-round linebacker into the dirt, running through Ohio State's defenses. He's got this wonky, unorthodox style, but he, he just gets shit done. I was talking with Keith Sanchez yesterday And we said sometimes that's just the best description of what a player is. He just gets shit done. Cam Rising is a dog, man. He can run the ball. He's mobile. He's got an arm, too. So Utah's in a very good position for him to be at the forefront of the college football and NFL draft world because they are rated high. They have one of the best defenses in college football, and they have one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in college football in Cam Rising. Yeah, he's stocky. He's stocky, Joe. Six foot two, 220. But, I, I mean, look at this. Look at him. This is versus Noah Sewell. I'm pausing this right here. This is a 250 pound Mike linebacker, projected to be a first round pick. And he just, oh my. Let's make this a little bit like, just threw him, get off me, eat turf, and then running through the Ohio State defense. So, Another player, again, who, sh- who should you be watching? You shouldn't be watching Bryce Young. I'm mean, going to watch him because he's fun, but we need to be tapping in to see which one of these guys who aren't even being talked about have that shot to kind of blow up, and I 100% believe Cam Rising could be that dude. Mike A. said, reminds me of Sam Howe. It's actually not a bad one. That's actually, that's actually pretty damn good, Mike. He is kind of... Sam Howell staturesque, right? At six foot two, 220-pound quarterback, little stocky, little unorthodox, can run around. You're not going to confuse him with Anthony Richardson level of athlete, but Cam Rising, Joe, everybody out there for real. Let's tap into Cam Rising this year. He's somebody that I think really could have a breakout, breakout season. I actually had him in the breakout tier, but I moved him. I was like, no, he's good enough to be in a tier. He's not a breakout. So this player, I want to talk about, uh, KJ Jefferson. Shout out to Cody Carpentier, man. My boy Cody posted on Twitter he tore his damn hamstring, man. Uh, just, we were on the same team. Uh, playing football, flag football at the Expo is a bad, bad omen. Uh, you play football at the Expo, you probably end up getting hurt. Shout out to Cody. Prayers up to Cody uh, Carpentier that he gets back from that hamstring injury injury quicker rather than later. Uh, There's Cody in the building. There he is. He's in the building, man. Cody, you're on my mind, big dog. You're on my mind. Uh, KJ Jefferson. I bring Cody up because Cody's probably the only person that I've seen talking about KJ Jefferson. And let me just say this. If you are excited about Anthony Richardson, right? And you look at his numbers and his statistics and what Anthony Richardson did during his freshman, during his season last year. I mean, he didn't do anything. I don't know how you can be excited about Richardson and then hate K.J. Jefferson. K.J. Jefferson over three, I think it's over 3,300 combined yards last year, 2,700 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, four interceptions, and he had close to 700 rushing yards in the SEC last year. He was a dog, right? Six foot four, 245 pounds. He's got the requisite mobility. I know Jay Rich likes him. I know Cody Carpenter likes him. And I know there are a couple of people out here in the space saying people are sleeping on KJ Jefferson. Now, he doesn't have Traylon Burks this year, but that can even help him even more. The fact that we've been running uh, Debbie mock drafts over at Destination Devi. Dynasty Berry's doing these shits every week. And K.J. Jefferson hasn't even been selected one time, man. We're doing three, four-round rookie mocks. No K.J. Jefferson. That is a mistake. And maybe, right? K.J. Jefferson equals the great value version of Anthony Richardson where it's— it. Why, though? Why? He's outproducing Anthony Richardson, and I get it. Richardson was in and out with Emory Jones last year. Emory Jones is gone. He's at Arizona State. Good for Emory Jones. But how— like. Like Richardson, KJ Jefferson was good last year. Not just good. He was fantastic. He's on the Manning Award watch list this fall. He's got the size. He's got the mobility. Uh, how old is he? 21.3 years old is KJ Jefferson. He's 21, right? So we'll see. I I just I think people just kind of poo-poo him, right? Like, oh, it's just Arkansas, but he's doing shit like. The the size, the athleticism, they're all there. And he's probably going to be very, very good for Arkansas this fall. So I say all this to say, keep him on your radar, folks. Don't just dismiss him. Keep him on your radar. Um, And, yeah, Cody, we appreciate you, man. I hope you get well soon, man, for real, for real, real talk. So we got two more breakout candidates that I want to talk about. And the first one is Jaron Hall. Now, the first thing that comes to my mind when I look at this is Jaron Hall is going to be a 25-year-old rookie in the NFL, which I, I don't know. Like, y'all tell me, does, does it matter at quarterback? I don't know. Hendon Hooker, he's 25 years old, too. But Jaron Hall is getting a lot of buzz by the talking heads about being around one talent. Six foot, 205 pounds, BYU, same as Zach Wilson. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the positive with Jaron Hall. I'm gonna start with the positives with Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall can absolutely sling it. I mean, I I think he may throw the prettiest deep ball in the country. I mean, it's 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 nice, right? We're gonna look at we're gonna we're gonna run a little Jaron Hall at practice here, and you'll see when he drops back, he just looks good, right? Like he every spiral he throws, and we're gonna see some more Jaron Hall in a minute. He throws one of the prettiest goddamn balls you will ever see. They just all look good. It's tight spirals. He puts it where it's supposed to be, but he's he's not a big dude. He's an older player. But you're seeing him being mocked in round one. I think Mel Kuyper had him at number nine overall. I know Jordan Reed talks about him potentially being a first-round pick. Uh, I don't know. I have him as a breakout candidate because I think, and you watch him, man, he can move. Like, he is not a statute. He can run. He can throw. We'll see some of these passes, right? Dual threat kind of quarterback, right? Veteran quarterback, dual threat. And this is versus USC. This is versus USC last year. And watch this ball. Watch this ball off his back foot. Get it to the big fella. He can throw the goddamn ball, man. But I'm still kind of iffy on Jaron Hall. So that's why he's on my watch list. I want to follow him this season. I want to make sure. Look at this ball. Watch this one. Watch this one. Bam! I mean, that's that's as good as it effing gets right there. This is as good as it gets right here. Drop back, back foot, step up, eyes downfield, chaos in the pocket, over to safety. That I mean, It's just beautiful. It's just beautiful, y'all. It's beautiful. And all I'm saying is I'm not saying he's a first-round caliber quarterback, but I am saying, damn it, we need to be paying attention to him and a name to kind of monitor this fall as a potential riser. You know, all these quarterbacks ain't going to go round one. We got Richardson, we got Levis, we got Stroud, we got Young, you got Van Dyke, you got Jaron Hall, you got Cam Some, All these guys aren't going round one. But we we did this exercise, what, two weeks ago. You all go back. Like, don't take my word for it. Go back to 2009. 2009 to 2022. There have been three instances where the top-rated quarterback going into that final college football season – ended up being the top quarterback drafted in the NFL draft. And more times than not, players that ended up being first-round picks weren't mocked by anybody in the industry. Robert Griffin III, Cam Newton, Blake Bortles. The list goes on and on and on. This past year, Kenny Pickett, right? Like, you look back over the course of history at how bad the NFL is at projecting and predicting quarterbacks. They're awful, and they get it wrong Every single year, you guys. There was a year where EJ Manuel was the only quarterback drafted in round one. We had Blaine Gabbard going in round one, Jake Locker. You know, we see this every year, right? Where these guys come out of nowhere. So my thing is, why not a Jaron Hall? Why not a Cam Rising? We'll see. A lot of shit has to play out and break in their favor. Nobody thought Joe Burrow, nobody was tanking for Joe Burrow in 2020. Nobody. You find me one analyst, one. That going into the 2020 college football season said Joe Burrow over Tua. Joe Burrow over Herbert. Nobody. People were like, screw Herbert. It's all about Tua. So when you see the Jaron Halls, when you see some of these other quarterbacks, I know it's easy for us because we fucking know it all, right? We know it all. It's these guys, and we know it. It's easy for us to sit back and be like, Jaron Hall, Cam Rising. No way, no way. Tyler Van Dyke. And then you get to the draft process, and we're like, damn, man. Well, no goddamn thing, right? So just keep Jaron Hall on your radar. And the final player that I want to talk about that's on my watch list for week one, really, really, really excited about Kenyana Butfield, Mumfield, man. He is um, hes good. Six foot, 180, uh, transferred from Akron. He's at Pitt now. And what's most important about him being at Pitt, do you remember who Drake London's quarterback was last year? Do y'all remember who Drake London's quarterback was. It was one Keaton Slovis. And Keaton Slovis is at Pitt now. And what did Keaton Slovis do for Drake London? He threw it to Drake London time after time after time after time. Like he did, there was no, there was no variance, right? He just, Drake London is there. I'm throwing, I'm throwing to Drake London. And that's going to be Kenyatta Mumfield. And let's, let me zoom in on this one. So y'all could really see, we're going to cover up old GQ for a second. So y'all could, so y'all could see the hands, right? Mumfield, this is him at Akron last year, transfers to Pitt. Six foot, 180 pounds, probably one of the best route technicians in college football, and then the hands are sticky. The hands are sticky. Mumfield doing shit like this. Keaton Slovis has him, and you'll see here he's with Pitt. He's the number one wide receiver. He looks like he got a little bit bigger too. Watch him here coming up with the number 14 on um, from Pitt. But there he is. There goes Mumfield right there, somebody that I think could – This is Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison had 1,700 yards, and I know they got a new coordinator. I know all that stuff, but they have Keaton Slovis. Keaton Slovis is going to throw to Mumfield. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked, man. There were times where Drake London was getting 15, 16, 17 targets in a game, and I don't know who else Pitt has at receiver. I'm not trying to slander them, but I know Kenyatta Mumfield is that guy. And he's somebody right now that I'm telling you, as we get to the—you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of, like, Terry McLaurin, but just a little bit better at this stage of their collegiate career. He's going to be Terry McLaurin with production. And uh, I'm really excited about Mumfield. Yes, go check him out. He plays for Pitt. Once again, Keaton Slovis, right? Uh, All he's going to do is keep throwing to him over and over and over again. Mump. Mumfield, uh, M-U-M-P-F-I-E Dale. Uh Mumfield. He's a damn good wide receiver. Uh just go look up the highlights, man. So these are some players that you need to have on your radar uh this weekend. So one more time, let me just give you the list. We got Sean Tucker, top of the tier, Anthony Richardson, Jaden Reed, Malik Neighbors, Cam Rising, KJ Jefferson, Jaron Hall, and Kenyatta Mumfield. So it's going to be uh it's gonna be a fun, uh, fun college football season. What am I doing here? I'm going to see, where do I have Mumfield at in uh, my uh, 2023 wide receiver tiers? Where's Mumfield at? Oh, he's a breakout candidate. Let me go over here. Yeah, Tyler Harrell, Kanata Mumfield, Antoine Wells, three of my uh, 2023 wide receiver breakouts um, this season. So it should be a, should be a, a, a fun weekend of college football. But what say, y'all, what are the people saying, man? Normally, Jay Rich lets me know. I think we missed a couple of super chats. I'll get to those real quick. Let's go ahead and holler at those. Uh, Here we go. Rico Stone. What's up, Stone? Super chat. What happened to Grayson McCall? He was a sleeper last year. I think people are still talking about Grayson McCall. Uh, You know, I think people are still talking about him. Quarterback, Coastal Carolina, for those of y'all who don't know, Grayson McCall, tons of production, helped Isaiah Likely out a lot last year. Isaiah Likely didn't help himself out at the Combine, but he definitely helped himself out during this past preseason. But McCall is still there, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of want to see it a little bit more from McCall, but he's definitely in the building, Rico. He's definitely in the building, man. Cam Ward, truther. What's up? Ah, here we go. Give me your thoughts on Cam Ward. Obviously, I'm a truther, but I want your honest opinion. I think he—honest opinion. Um, Honest opinion on Cam Ward. Let me just—let me look at where I have him in my 2023 QB tiers. Let me just see where I have Cam Ward at right now. Uh, where is he at? Ward. Look at this. You'll like this. You'll like this, man. Cam Ward, truther. You'll like this. I have Cam Ward right there. You see him far right, right where my head is. Breakout candidate. Number one breakout candidate quarterback in the 23 class, Cam Ward. I like him. I think he's got all the physical tools. And, uh, again, shout out to the Draft Network. Everybody that was around him this past summer at the passing camp said he's got the work ethic. He hears, like, the noise that people think, oh, I was just at Incarnate Word and, you know, I'm not really good. Like, and he's working his ass off. And I think he does have that talent, right? Right. He's going to get to put up numbers at Washington State. My only issue with Cam Ward is, how does that Washington State system, how, how are NFL evaluators going to evaluate him or value him coming out of Washington State where historically, you know, those quarterbacks have done nothing, man. They've done nothing in the NFL. I think Cam Ward is a little bit different. My honest opinion, I, you saw it. Like, I pulled up my rankings. I have him as a breakout candidate. Do I think he can be a fantasy QB 1 I'll just say I'm not gonna say no. I'm not gonna say yes. I think it's still too early to like put that on him yet, but I'm excited to watch Cam Ward and I will be staying up late to watch Washington State. So I know you're a truther, and I'm not I'm I'm more agreeing and aligning with you than disagreeing. I just wanna see it, right? I just wanna see it. But he does have all the physical tools, all the requisite skill set at six foot three, 225 pounds. He's got all the tools and the skill set to be an effective NFL quarterback. We just got to see how the NFL values it. And if he goes out there and handles business this year, he'll get a shot, man. He'll definitely get a shot. What's up, James? Loving the new database. Big thanks to Ray and the DD squad. Yeah, man, this is a, a lot of people have been asking me for dynasty rankings and all this stuff. And we completely overhauled um, our database engine. All 22 film. Uh, We got the 4D guys. We got Dynasty consensus rankings, my rankings. It's really cool, man. Really cool. I think we had another one. Here we go. Stone in the building. Let's see what we got here. Should Ohio State quarterbacks be put in the same category as... Oh, gosh. Whoo! He asking the tough question. Should Ohio State quarterbacks be put in the same category as Baylor and TCU wide receivers? Now... Uh, Rico is a Michigan fan, so I don't know how much of this is, uh, Michigan bias here. I don't want to, I don't want to, he said, Ray, do you really have Najee over JT? No, man, it's just tiers. It's just alphabetized or some shit like that. I don't know. It's not, he's, I don't really care who you take, but they're both tier one guys. Just take who you want, right? Some people will take Najee. I wouldn't do that. I'd take Jonathan Taylor, but... Take what, take what you want. It's just a tier. There are no numerical rankings in my database. Um, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to lump players into helmets. Like, I, I just can't do that, man, because Quentin Johnson's a TCU wide receiver, but I really like him, and I think he's different. I think he's better than Jalen Rager. Uh, I like him. He went to TCU. Baylor, wide receivers. I mean, Terrence Williams was good. Josh Gordon was good for a little bit, but I get what you're saying. JT Barrett didn't pan out. Uh, Cardell Jones didn't pan out. Troy Smith didn't pan out. You can go back to Craig Krenzel. You can go back to, like, uh, you know, they just haven't been good. I know Joe Burrow was there, but he never played there. Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace, he was drafted in the first round, right? Dwayne Haskins got a shot in the NFL. Um, I don't know. A lot of people say that. I I'm trying to stay away from that and just grade and judge the player on their merit. So I don't want to do that, Rico. But I get what you're saying. But I just I don't think we can just put that wholesale blanket over um, over every quarterback that comes to Ohio State because they got some good ones along the way. So yeah, Syracuse RBs. I I I understand, man. It's hard to put that. What do you do, though, right, when history is told? At least the Ohio State quarterbacks are getting a shot, right? At least uh, at least uh, Dwayne Haskins got drafted in round one. At least Cardell Jones, I believe he was a second-round pick. JT Barrett, I know he was later. Troy Smith, I know he was a later-round draft pick, but at least they were getting selected. We just haven't even seen Syracuse running backs get picked, and maybe it's because they haven't had any good enough to warrant NFL draft consideration. But I, I, I'm trying hard not to... Trying hard not to to helmet scout that. And uh who was the last good Ohio State quarterback in the NFL? The hell if I know. I, I have no clue. I have no clue, John. Thoughts on Chase Brown. Good, good little running back out of Illinois. We'll see how it plays out. But Good weekend of college football on the way. I will be out starting tomorrow. We will not be here Monday morning. I will not be here on Friday, but the show will go on. Jay Rich will be here on Friday to do the show with Elliot Chris, so make sure you are tapped in for the live Q&A with EC. They're doing a lot of cool stuff at Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life. I saw they just got Marcus Grant on the team as well, so make sure you're tapped in on Friday. And then Monday night, like as long as I'm not like, hungover or any of that, which I don't really drink like that. Oh, Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, last good quarterback at Ohio State. There we go, baby. Um, but once we get back on Monday, I will do a Monday night wake-up show um, for you all. So just stay tuned. I don't know what time to start, maybe like 7.30 Central time, but tap in, and then we're going to talk about Everybody that we talked about today, as far as watch list players, what did they do? how they perform? how they look? And maybe some cats that came out of nowhere. They're like, oh shit, we need to have them on the week two watch list. So I appreciate everybody rocking with me today for some college football. Y'all can tell the passion is strong for college football for old GQ. This is what I love. I love it, love it, love it. College football over NFL all day. But make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. Link is in the description below. Check out all the podcasts on the Destination Devi lineup. Stay tuned for the Destination Debbie website, which will be launching very, very soon. I hope y'all have a fantastic day today on this hump day on this Wednesday. Have a great weekend. Make sure y'all wake y'all ass up with Jay Rich on Friday, and I will see each of y'all Monday night. Bring y'all asses back, man. I'm out of this thing. Peace.